Soaring in from high above Eastern Michigan University, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your hosts, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Ghosts and Goblins, beware. The Eastern Insider is on the air. Get ready for your Halloween edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Alex Jewell joins me. Alex, do you have your Halloween costume all picked out for Thursday? Uh, I'm going to be dressing up as an EMU soccer player. It's a big week for them on the pitch as it's a win and in situation for them on Thursday against Central Michigan. Greg, I think, though, the winner of the Halloween costume contest is, of course, your little furry friend, Cooper, who is going as a postal service worker, I believe. Right. Is he after good benefits or what? He is. He will be dressed up uh, serving our country as a USPS employee. Cooper, we'll be delivering the package all day long. They usually say that that dogs and USPS uh, service members don't get along, but this in this case, he is one. So I think he's a new fan favorite uh, all throughout male country here in Ypsilanti. I, I agree. But uh, for those of you dressing up, we hope you'll dress warm come Thursday against uh, CMU as women's soccer will be on the road. They wrapped up their home schedule over the weekend, got a big win over Buffalo, but as Alex mentioned, a must-win scenario on Thursday afternoon in Mount Pleasant against the Chippewas if Eagles want a chance to qualify for the Mid-American Conference Tournament, which would begin on Sunday. Uh, so dress warmly and wear green for Halloween. Absolutely. Wear green. I know that Coach Hall and the rest of the team would love to see some green and white up in Mount Pleasant. I know it's always uh, it's always joyful when you go up to Mount Pleasant and Put a little Eastern pride in that city. Of course, there'll be plenty of maroon and gold on display there. So anything we can do to help our girls get a huge W and send them to the MAC tournament would be much appreciated. If you're up in that area, try to get over for the game. It'll be important, of course. If not, though, volleyball will be at home against Northern Illinois, and uh, they'll be here on Friday, November 1st, if you can make it out before the Saturday slate of games. It's a big one for them, too, as they're going to take on Northern Illinois, a team they lost to earlier in the season. And with six matches left, they're going to have to pull off some wins if they want a spot in postseason play as well. Yeah, you look at that. It'll be your final opportunity to send off some seniors in fine fashion following the football game. Uh, the game has been moved up uh, to 7 o'clock from its originally 8 o'clock start against the Broncos. Uh, that's after EMU football, which will begin at noon on nationally ranked tele- on nationally broadcasted television against Buffalo. It's Celebrate America Day, and it's also Youth uh, Sports Appreciation Day at EMU. Uh, if you're an active duty military member or veteran or even part of the uh, first responders group, you get in by showing your service ID at any of the EMU ticket booths at Rynearson Stadium. Or if you're a youth parent, uh, there's a chance to do a post-game touchdown throw. So Alex, you and your dad can get out there and toss that pigskin around. Uh, the last time my dad and I participated in sports together that was not golf, he uh, tore his meniscus. He was uh, racing me down a first baseline path. Uh, so we won't be out at O-Strike or on the football field anytime soon. He's getting up there in age, Greg. And uh, But the last time he still blames me for that. I'm, I'm waiting for him to send me the bills. But uh, it's a great opportunity, of course, 
Always a fun time at the factory when you can come out on Saturday. Uh, and it's just such an important day to pay tribute to our military veterans, our active duty military, and our first responders. I know Coach Creighton will echo it in his interview with you, but I just I can't thank them enough for all that they do. And we've got so many close ties here at EMU that have gone on to a path of service. And really, it makes it, it puts it in perspective to know that we're going to be at a, at a football game Saturday enjoying our day because of people like that. So we can't thank them enough. Yeah, we certainly cannot thank them enough. You'll hear from, as Alex mentioned, Coach Creighton a little later in the show. I caught up with him uh, as coaches dried off from a soggy weekend in the Glass City. Uh, it was soggy in a number of ways, falling from the sky and emotional for many people after the game as well, as Eastern was not able to pull off the 21-point comeback as the Eagles trailed in the third quarter, but were unable able to capitalize on some late game gifts by the Rockets to pull off the win as they fell in overtime in that contest. A very important battle this weekend for Eastern Michigan's opportunity to see their bowl future uh, need to get to six, most likely seven in a lot of cases to, to punch your ticket to the postseason. Four games left. Eastern Michigan uh, a bit up against it, knowing they've got Buffalo, Akron, NIU and Kent State still on the slate, so we get coaches' thoughts down the slate, but it's tough sledding ahead for EMU football, but a good challenge for them. A good challenge. I think they're up for it. Uh, the team seems pretty upbeat after what was just a really hard loss on Saturday, Greg. But, you know, on top of football, we've got some other teams in action this weekend as well. Uh, men's and women's cross country. Talk about a big meet for them. Of course, it's the MAC championships. That'll be in DeKalb. And rowing's going to be at the head of the hooch in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They're there on Saturday and Sunday. Of course, swimming coming off of Derek Perkins' first win as a head coach uh, will be at Ball State. And as you said, volleyball, of course, home against W. EMU football, of course, the big one against Buffalo. Like you said, it's huge to keep uh, keep that bowl hope alive. And I know that uh, talking to players around the program, it's still uh, right in their line of, of what they hope to do is getting to and winning a bowl game. So still an opportunity there, some winnable games, but some tough games as well. So hopefully they can get off on the right foot against Buffalo on uh, on Saturday. More impressively, it's the final time you can catch Eastern Michigan on a weekend as the football slate will schedule uh, midweek action instead as we move into action from here on out. And it also means an opportunity that we start moving indoors. Don't forget, next week begins the EMU hoop slate. It will be EMU women's basketball on the road on November 5th to open up the year at Michigan State, taking on Susie Merchant before Rob Murphy and company will follow suit on Friday at 9.45 a.m. That's right, 9.45 a.m. It'll be Eagles in Skinner Heights, followed by doubleheader action as the women's team led by Fred Castro will take on Olivet beginning at 1215. So hard to think that's here, but you mentioned swimming got their first win, uh, a chance for Eastern to pick up wins on the hardwood and continue on some successes there. Uh, Rob Murphy and Fred Castro both got their first wins a few years ago, but you met talked with, with Derek Perkins and got his first taste. What was it, his feelings on his first ever EMU win? Uh, Derek Perkins, the, the new swim coach here at Eastern. If you haven't heard from him or know him, he's a high intensity 
guy. I mean, you would think talking to him that he is a football coach. Really, he is super pumped about his team's performance against Miami. A lot of things to work on in his mind. But uh, I mean, this guy is literally a guy that has his team come out to Metallica, Greg. His team coming out to Metallica. It's a swim meet. They've got fog machines going. They've got uh, pre-match, pre-meet videos going. And of course, it helped his team pick up that win. He's he's got a great uh, discussion about the tradition that Eastern Michigan's program hosts, but also the traditions he hopes to start here as well. So if you stay tuned, you're going to hear from him. And then we also hear from uh, Captain Judson Rambod, who is a season ticket holder and an Eastern Michigan grad. And uh, he's also a captain in the Michigan National Guard and does a lot with our ROTC program here. It's perfect to have him on as we celebrate America this week at the game on Saturday. He's truly a a shining light uh, on what uh, Eastern Michigan's ROTC program can be and and what it provides. And we're excited to hear from him as well. Well, it is National Make a Difference Day, Alex, today. And certainly uh, Captain Rabbaud has done that, making a difference. And we salute him and everybody else who has stood up for our country. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. Like I said earlier, it's a it's an absolutely uh, special day on Saturday to be able to honor those. And uh, we hope that uh, if you can't make it out, you'll be able to watch as it's nationally televised on ESPNU. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see you at the factory and see your family out there as well. And I think the people have probably had enough of us to start this program, Greg. So let's get them uh, to a break and then we'll hear from Coach Creighton sitting in with you. Nationally televised affair this weekend as ESPNU comes to town as Eastern Michigan will host Buffalo at the factory at noon start to celebrate America Day. Joined alongside head coach Chris Creighton. Before we get to this weekend's game against Buffalo, uh, an emotional game that, that sees your team lay everything out on the field in the glass city over the weekend against Toledo. Games like that are extremely difficult to to turn around and, and process. How have the last kind of 48 hours been for you? Uh, you know, it's hard. Um, you know, again, guys put, you know, everything that they had, um, you know, into that game, like we all did, um, and, and came up short. So the seniors uh, did a good job yesterday, you know, in our meeting, um, just saying, hey, look, there's, there's still a lot of football left and started re- uh, resetting our goals to, to trying to get to a bowl game and, and, uh, and then winning a bowl game, you know, something that hasn't been done in a while. And and we know that, uh, we got to take it one at a time and know that it's going to be, um, a very, very difficult thing to do. But, you know, that, uh, that's something I think that we're all excited about. In a game, the, the soggy, awful conditions that you're having to play in, uh, how much of a of a toll does that take on a team over the course of a game, uh, playing in cold, rainy, wet conditions? Yeah, I mean, it, it probably affected us more than um, than I would have thought. Uh, you know, because it 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 wasn't cold, but because it was so wet, guys got cold. You know, I mean, we've played in whatever five degree weather, you know, but it wasn't uh, the moisture, you know, wasn't rain. So, you know, we we had seven drops on the day, which is uncharacteristic. And, you know, when you're throwing a wet ball, 
um, you know, I, you probably have to figure you're going to have some more. And so it affected it there. And, you know, I think Toledo did a good job running the ball. We ran the ball as well. Um, you know, but, uh, didn't have the same plan. It probably, uh, suited their, their style a little bit better. You mentioned the drops. Uh, what was Mike able to do after that first quarter? The drops came early because quarters two through four, he was 30 of 37, uh, for 272 of his 286 yards passing. I mean, the drops, uh, I don't know if they, they weren't all early. Um, I know he, you know, missed on his first on his first pass a little bit high there on our sideline. Would have been a first down. You know, we've we've had some slow starts. And I think part of it is just getting a feel for you know, how people are going to play us. Um, and then when we and he, you know, get that figured out, you know, we're able to get into a little bit of a rhythm. Jack Van uh, has a century mark game the fifth time he's crossed 100 yards in his career he's now the 11th running back in emu history to surpass 2,000 career yards and he's now also 17th all time in career touchdowns at eastern michigan uh having him back two late touchdowns uh, that he's able to push in uh were a big boost but overall what have you seen that has impressed you most about a Shaq the last couple weeks yeah i mean Shaq's playing well again we missed him um you know, while he was out, the other guys, uh, you know, played hard, no doubt, and and are still going to to need to. Um, but uh, you know, there's a reason why he's our starter and, and our three time captain. And so, you know, our run game has has certainly picked up. You know, in the last two weeks, defensively, Mikey Haney at a career high with ten stops on the on the defensive line. Vince Calhoun also ten tackles as well. Uh, one of the differences the last few weeks has maybe not been an overall noticeable change by most, but uh, Neil Nethery has moved from the field up to the press box. How much of an impact does sometimes a, a little change like that help with with a defense or even an offense? Sometimes moving some people around to have different vision points. It's something that uh, you know he he's talked about and and continually thinks about you know what's the best way to um to call a game um to communicate with the defensive staff ultimately to communicate you know with the guys and and to ha- and to be able to cover everything that we need to see and so um I've coached them for a long time and you know he's been up in the booth and he's been um down on the field and um you know whatever he feels is best is is what we'll end up doing East Division champions from a year ago come to your building on Saturday in a nationally televised affair. Last year, it was a uh, a close game that they were able to pull off in Amherst, but uh, a little different Buffalo team than we saw a year ago. Uh, not quite the same firepower with their wide receivers and, and quarterback that they had a year ago. It's a Buffalo team that will run the football with the fewest passing yards of any Max school over the last five games. You're number one. They're dead last. What's the difference in offensive opinions between these two teams? You know, you always play to your strengths. Um, I think I, I said that, uh, you know, the Bellamy back at Western is, you know, is probably the best back. And I, I may have spoke too soon. I think both of these guys, very similar styles, um, so quick, can make you miss and and are really fast. But and they're, they're smaller guys, but they're just tough. And they run incredibly hard. And so and they've got an experienced offensive line. You know, they've got a really good offensive line. So it's not that they can't throw. They've lost some receivers, but they've got some guys out there that can definitely play and their quarterback can throw the throw the ball. But when you're able to rush 
um, the ball on the ground uh, effectively or at times in a dominant way. Um, you know, I don't want to say that's easier, but, you know, especially with the weather and all of those things, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it can be demoralizing for, uh, you know, for the defense when you're able to run. And, and uh, so haven't asked them, but, you know, I uh, think that that's just their strength right now. And so they're going to play to their strength. On a personal level, this is a game that features a lot of close ties between the two staffs, two coaches, and then a director of recruiting were both part of this program at once. Meanwhile, Fred Reed was once in Buffalo. What does it mean when you see so much overlap between staffs? Yeah, I mean, you know, some of us have been coaching for a while now. So you've got some some pretty good relationships with guys, you know, through the years and whether you've coached with them or against them or just gotten to know them through, through the league. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a deal where you pull for them, uh, you know, when you're not playing them. Um, and, uh, when you're playing them, you know, you want to, you want to win bad. And then lastly, it's military appreciation and first responders weekend as Eastern will celebrate America as part of this game. All active duty or veterans of the military get in for free. Just show your ID and first responders as well. And also be a flyover pregame in a game like this, uh, honoring uh, service personnel and their dedication to both their country putting that over sometimes their family what does it mean to you to be, to honor service members like this today yeah i'm so glad that we're doing that um you know, you, you don't want it to have to be a national holiday, um, but as but there should be a national holiday. Um, but there's uh, uh, folks that, um, you know, their their profession, their passion, um, you know, is protecting, serving, helping, you know, other people. Um, and uh, so how can you not want to honor and thank folks who are doing that? you know, on a daily basis with their life. I guess I will follow up with one other question. What also, what is it that attracts former football players to that profession? Because guys that you've coached recently, Mike Brown with the EMU Police Department, Tyrese Russell with the Washtenaw County Sheriff's Department, guys that are, have been recent that are really involved in, in police force as well. Oh yeah, no that that's been uh, that's been really neat um, over the last few years. We have it's even in the local police department and the sheriff's office, like you mentioned, um, and then Sheriff Clayton is a football um, alum, uh, Washtenaw County. So we have a bunch of guys who are doing that and serving, and I think more to come. And then you you know like Luke McLean, you know who's serving in the Army right now as, an, as a captain, and um, you know a bunch of former players through the years that have gone on uh, to serve. Coach, appreciate your time as always. Best of luck this weekend against the Bulls and then as we transition into action next week. Awesome. Thanks so much. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. Next on the show, you'll hear from a video-based season ticket spotlight that the MU Department of Athletics conceptualized as part of the season-long celebration of Ryan Stadium's 50th anniversary. In this segment, you'll hear from Judson Rambaud, a captain in the Michigan National Guard and assistant professor of military service at Eastern Michigan University. Rambaud, an EMU graduate, discusses 
his role in the EMU-ROTC program, as well as his experience as an EMU season ticket holder. My first semester was fall 2004, and I graduated in April 2009. And uh, I played football. I walked on as a fifth-year senior the 2008-2009 football season. I've uh, been a season ticket holder since last season, so 2018. Well, I think when I first started out here, it was uh, just a cement bowl, so to speak. And now that, you know, Eastern's got all the, the logos and, and everything in on the stadium with the eagle uh, and the fathead logos, and they've painted it. The turf has definitely changed. They got the gray turf now, which is pretty cool. Uh, and the nickname, the factory, uh, that's pretty cool too. So uh, it's definitely changed a lot as far as looks go, but the overall structure is still the same. And then obviously the new sports complex down in the end zone. As a student, being in Army ROTC, we'd come out here, we'd run the stadium bleachers, and and we'd we'd run on the track, and and we'd reuse the turf, um, and then transitioning that into actually walking onto the team, and, and being a part of the team, and actually using the facility uh, as a member of the team was really cool. So, I think football chose me from the time I was born. I was born in Maslin Community Hospital, Maslin, Ohio. They presented me a football as a baby. Um, and so, football was bred into me uh, in Maslin. Um, and I played, I went on to play football at Akron St. Vincent St. Mary for high school uh, from my sophomore to senior year. Um, and I loved the game. Uh, from a young age and coming up here to Eastern um, I thought that I could be a, an asset to the team in, in any way um, in ROTC they were excited to to work with me on that so the Army ROTC program here they helped me to um, work my schedule physical fitness hours um, but they were happy to have a division one athlete you know kind of hey this guy's in our program and i didn't feel that way i just wanted to play football and i wanted to serve my country and and this was the the best thing that i could do and, and uh, we made it work together and it was a great experience uh, i'm very excited for what coach creighton ha has done to this program um, to turn things around um, I'm just happy to be a part of it as a season ticket holder, as, a, as an alumnus, uh, do what I can to support these guys whatever way I can out here um, in our 50-year-old stadium. You know, 50 years of tradition is a long time from the Hurons to the Eagles, and, and you know, we're all a big family community. And I think Coach Creighton's doing an awesome job right now, and I hope that that continues. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. Pleased to be joined now by the head swimming coach here at Eastern Michigan, Derek Perkins, in his first year and coming off his first win as a head coach as the team was at home this weekend and they took down 
Miami of Ohio in a thrilling down to the last second meet. Coach, how does it feel to have your your first win as a collegiate head coach? Uh, it feels awesome. The the girls did a great job. It was a um, total team effort. Um, you know, on down from our freshmen to our seniors, diving was was awesome. Buck Smith is an incredible coach, and uh, yeah, we haven't had a, a meet like that in, in a while. So comes down to the last relay, and uh, we had to get second to win, and. Um, and they 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 pulled through and, and did it. So it feels uh, feels really good, really good to get a win, and uh, I'm really excited about uh, this week. So now two meets uh, in the books. You take third place in the in the first start at Buffalo. Of course, I know you're hard on the on the team. So you said it was a little bit of a rocky start. But what were some of the biggest improvements then you saw from from week one to then uh, this win against Miami? Yeah, I think just overall execution. I think uh, Miami was it's a big rival meet, uh, which I'm, I'm learning these things as a as a new coach um, in the MAC. And so I, I think their preparation, their focus for the week was was much better. Um, they were ready to race. Not to say they, they weren't ready for Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo was just a different meet, first travel meet, um, those kind of things. So, but the execution and the uh, just the competitive that the team just came right out the gate, right out the gate and uh, won that medley relay. And then we had went one, two, the thousand, which is a great start and just a, a great mentality from our team. For those of you that don't know, coach joins us by way of the university of Kentucky. He spent uh, a good portion of his career there and, was a was an athlete there himself and he gives great food recommendations. I know he hooked Greg and I up when we went down this year for for the football game against Kentucky, but he's new to to Mid-American Conference action and like you said is learning some of the Eastern Michigan traditions and and we're happy to have him here coach. Talk a little bit about your roster. I know you've got some key returners back of course. You obviously know about Delaney Duncan and what she did for this program not being here uh this year is is a hard person to replace but i know you've got some good veterans like casey gavigan those types of girls tell me a little bit about some of your roster makeup so our fans can know a little bit more about your swimming team yeah you know after our, after our first meet against buffalo I, you know you always learn a little bit more from your team uh, especially as a new coach um but you you learn even more from meets and yeah we have a very top heavy senior junior laden uh, team and 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 we're going to rely on those guys a lot you know casey see Gavigan and, and Claire Young are two backstrokers and they're a good one-two punch um, and nice to have in your, in your back pocket at, at dual meets and things like that. Um, some of our freshmen, uh, Savannah, uh, Moat is, was phenomenal at, at um, the, the last meet against Miami. Uh, she really is coming, coming on strong. Um Abby Rapine is is really a, a bright spot for us. Is training uh, really well and is swimming much faster than she did the previous year. So there there's uh, there's a few few of those that stand out. Um, Carlin Hudson's another freshman that's um, had a really good meet, kind of a coming out meet for her. Um, and then Amelia Armstrong Grant um, from the sprint end of things. She had a, a really uh, fantastic meet and is really starting to turn a corner with the training and, and, and attention to detail and things like that. So. So, yeah, we're kind of spread out and um, but it, it's, it was nice to see the freshmen kind of uh, stepping up and, and you know, the uh, upperclassmen um, really, really taking hold and, and you know, winning some key races for us. 
I know that it's it's your first year here on campus, but uh, clearly here at Eastern and Athletic Department that uh, has set a precedent for winning in in the MAC and a swimming program that really has amazing history. How much have you gotten to dive into, uh, for lack of a better term, looking looking kind of into that history and and kind of understanding and, and how important is that for you to convey to the team um, about how special it is to swim at Eastern Michigan? Yeah, I mean, Peter, when the previous head coach had done a, an amazing job, he was here for 31 years and hung a lot of those banners that are, that are in the pool. And it, to walk into that pool and see the banners every year, it's just in, every day it's, it's just inspiring, you know? And so I, I, I really think there is a, um, an understanding, you know, with Eastern Michigan and the, and the, and that rich history that, yeah, we want to not only, you know, continue what we have done in the past, but continue to build on that and do things at a, at a higher level. So, so yeah, I, I do kind of have an understanding of that. And, and, but also, you know, we want to pave our own way with the new, uh, this new era of, of Eastern Michigan swimming and, and um, looking forward to doing that and, and carry on some new traditions. I was going to say, I've got to ask you because you've obviously, uh, you've started a couple of traditions already. One of which is winning quickly, which is, which is fantastic. But the other one I've got to ask you about is a little bit off the wall. It, it has to do with Metallica entrances and all this type of stuff. I mean, I was sitting in the office last week when Alexis Chevalier, one of our GAs was uh, over there. She was blasting this rock music, getting it ready. I heard there was fog machines at the pool for the entrance. What's the story behind a, uh, a rock and roll entrance? Well, you know, we just wanted to like, again, just, just elevate things a little bit. And, and, you know, I, always wanted to equate the the start of a meet as going to a rock concert and and really getting the crowd in, involved and in, and in, in creating a lot of energy at the start of the meet and you know i, I can think of no better band than metallica they, they've been around <laughs> forever and they're they, they bring a lot of energy and and that was kind of one of the first things i thought of and and i don't know if the girls liked it or not but i think it was certainly different and and um you know hopefully that that kind of uh you know stays around for a while and we can continue to improve that and but um i enjoyed it and uh it, you know i thought it was like i said really good energy to, to start the the meet well, if you enjoyed it, that's good because you're the boss. So you can <laughs> uh, you can determine if it happens more often. Well, Coach, we want to thank you for joining us here on the Eastern Insider. It sounds like off to a great start uh, in your time at Eastern. For those of you that haven't had a chance to check out the swimming team before, make sure you come on out to the pool. Check the schedule on emueagles.com. You're going to get some high-quality swimming and apparently an entrance that uh, makes you feel like you're at a rock concert. For, for those that you haven't been Make sure you get out. I know Coach would uh, love to see you as well as the team. Coach, until next time, we thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thank you, as always, to all of our guests and, most importantly, you, the listeners. We couldn't do it without you, and we're so excited to be able to bring you all things Eastern straight from the source every week. As always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcast, including this year from our own website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Make sure you stay with us every Monday. We'll be back next week bigger and better than ever. Until then, go green, go white, and go Eastern, and have a great week.